Good evening. This is Radio Free Bichelle. I'm Alphonse. Tonight, Shawshank and Professional Myth. I'm going to have spoilers for the film, The Shawshank Redemption. It's a story about a banker who is accused and convicted, falsely as it turns out, for the murder of his wife, but who escapes from the prison after 20 years through a tunnel he's dug, and he ends up on a beach in Mexico. I don't think this is really a movie about a prison. I think it's a story about work life in an institution and about the values of the professional class. It kind of works like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where Buffy takes the inner turmoil of teenagers and their inner demons and turns those demons into actual demons and monsters that Buffy can fight. So the prison is really a dramatized version of the institution in which many professionals work. Now, this is a prison full of working-class, uneducated people who have committed murder and other serious crimes. But the main character here, Andy Dufresne, is college-educated, clearly. He's professional class. He's different from them. Their ignorance is pointed out several times during the film. Now, this didn't used to be the case. If you go back to the mid-20th century, you have a lot of films whose main characters are not college-educated. Westerns, for example, or Casablanca, or It's a Beautiful Life. But now, it seems to me, most Hollywood movies, most TV shows, feature viewpoint characters who are members of the professional class, even though most of the audience members probably aren't. In any case, in the context of the prison, this jumps out at me. One of the first things that happens to Dufresne in prison is he is repeatedly assaulted and raped by a gang called the Sisters. But he's able to avoid this after some time by using his skills that he learned in school, his professional skills, to aid the prison authorities. Now, the prison authorities are corrupt, but by helping them to dodge taxes with his accounting abilities, Dufresne gains privileges, including protection from the sisters, and working in the library, where he's able to lobby for state funds and help to upgrade the educations of other inmates. Education is a running theme in stories about the professional class. But secretly, Dufresne, using a tiny hammer every night, has been chipping away at the wall of his cell, digging an escape tunnel. After doing this for 20 years, he's ready to get out. He crawls through his tunnel, and then through a sewer pipe, through 500 years of shit, and then he retires in Mexico. I think diligently chipping away at a wall for 20 years and then crawling through 500 yards of shit is the best metaphor for working at a bad employer that I've ever heard. In any case, if all I wanted to do is argue that the Shawshank Redemption is about work life for a professional, I wouldn't bother. But as it happens, before I watch this this time around, I just finished reading a book, Disciplined Minds, by Jeff Schmidt. What Schmidt, a physicist, argues is that the job of professional education is not so much to teach professional skills, like physics and math, but to shape professionals into tools of the system. The professional myth is that professionalism is about intelligence and education. The reality is it's about conformity and submission to authority. And the Shawshank Redemption shows this in spades. I mean, it's really odd in a way. If you think, if you're Dufresne and you go to prison and it's full of violent men and the thing that saves you is your accounting ability, the thing that you learned in college, what are the chances of that? It seems like a fantasy, and I think it is. I think that's probably part of why this movie appeals to so many people. 
Now Dufresne faces two problems in the prison. The first is the sisters. The sisters are attacking him, and he needs to get away. And what he finds, accidentally as it turns out, is that by serving the authorities with his professional skills, they give him protection. In fact, the head guard, who's a sadistic murderer, cripples the head sister when the sisters attack him again. So by serving the system, even though it's corrupt, Dufresne gets protection. Now, the warden is thoroughly corrupt. He uses the prisoners for slave labor, and he skims off profits for himself, and then he has Dufresne hide the profits and launder the money. Now, Dufresne's friend Red, in prison, challenges Dufresne's ethics on all of this. And I think this is a common problem that professionals face in their institutions when they feel that they're doing things that they don't believe in. And I think that Dufresne's response reveals a guilty conscience, which is that, yes, he is indeed helping corrupt authorities, but at the same time, he's getting money for the prison library and is helping to educate other prisoners. Schmidt says that professionals, when they run into problems with their jobs or when they see ethical difficulties or they think things are being done that should not be, that they blame their managers. And that's what the movie does, because essentially it doesn't blame the system itself. It blames the corrupt warden and the corrupt head guard. In the end, Dufresne is able to get the police to go after the head guard, who is arrested, and the warren, who commits suicide. But the prison itself is unchanged. The system is unchallenged. In fact, there's more evidence of this, because Dufresne is not guilty, but his friend Red is. Dufresne escapes early, but Red only gets out on parole. So the message of the movie, essentially, is that the system is doing its job. Red was guilty of killing a man whereas Dufresne was not. Red says that in the prison, everyone says they're innocent, but in fact, everyone is guilty. Dufresne is the exception, the innocent man who actually is an innocent man. Actually, the reason I watched this movie is because of a podcast episode by Brian McDonald, a screenwriter. The podcast is titled You Are a Storyteller. He's also written a good book called Invisible Ink, which I recommend. MacDonald argues that the premise of the Shawshank Redemption is actually a line from the movie, get busy living or get busy dying. Well, I think the get busy living supports what I've said so far. This is about life. It's not about prison. But there are particular instances and times in the movie when this makes sense, because Dufresne is contrasted with a man named Brooks, who also works in the library. But Brooks becomes institutionalized. He loses his sense of freedom and individuality, and his ability to function outside. When he is given parole, he finds that he is unable to live on his own, and he takes his own life. And Red is the same. He too, when he gets out of prison, is unable to cope. So what makes Dufresne different? The thing that makes Dufresne different is something about his psychology. He has an argument with Red. Red argues that hope in the prison is a dangerous thing, but Dufresne insists that it's essential. And one of the ways that Dufresne sustains his hope is through art, high art. Where Red plays checkers, Dufresne plays chess from pieces that he's actually carved himself. He listens to opera music, and he recites poetry. So he is able to keep hope and freedom in his heart, and that's what allows him to struggle for 20 years to dig that tunnel and finally to escape. Well, that's a nice myth, but Schmidt says it doesn't work that way. He says that if you are in a graduate school, for example, and you find that you're doing what's required of you, eventually you will turn into that kind of person. You may try to keep a part of yourself independent from the system, but you will fail. 
unless, Schmidt says, you get together with other people, and together you resist and push back against the system. The movie shows no hint of that. When Dufresne escapes, Red actually thinks his friend is committing suicide. He has no idea that he ever had a plan to get out. The movie, in essence, is conservative. It affirms the power and the legitimacy of the prison institution. The flaws in the institution are attributed to corrupt individuals, and the way of dealing with the institution is to serve it, even if the institution is corrupt. It still benefits the individual. And psychologically, salvation comes through individual psychology. There's another bit of evidence for this, because when Red gets parole, it's because he himself has had a psychological change of heart. The movie underlines that the key characteristics of professionals is that they are educated and that they are independent. So the message of the movie is ultimately conservative. As an individual professional working in an institution, your job is to serve the institution, even if you don't share its values, even if you find it corrupt. And if you do find it corrupt, that's because of individuals, not because the system as a whole is flawed. And you must work your way through as an individual. And if you do that diligently for long enough, in the end, you will be able to achieve the dream and retire. This is Alphonse for Radio Free Bichelle www.bezel.ca. Good night.